needle mover just showed up and caught a shot again. Yeah. I got power in my DNA. I'm the perfect vessel. Yeah. Gave me my flowers. I carry these like a service medal. I'm a certain special on this hill. There's a steep incline. Yeah. All the elder chiefs that keep their feet behind me in line. Yeah. All right, you guys know that the ROG Ally is one of my absolute favorite devices. I love this thing. I love actually having Windows on it. I know that's kind of a controversial take because most people that you see doing videos on ROG Ally, the first thing they're going to say is the Windows experience is the thing that holds this back. But I'm not going to be one of those people because I actually love having Windows on it. It does have caveats that you have to, you know, understand if you're have a gaming desktop you already know kind of what to expect from this especially if you have a gaming laptop or like an asus you know rog laptop you understand what i'm saying with that but in this episode of decked up we're going to talk in depth about this versus this inevitable competitor being the steam deck now i own both i absolutely love both devices and I have seen a lot of comments on the interwebs and on YouTube where people are saying that the ROG Ally made them completely stop using their Steam Deck. And the Steam Deck is so good that you would never want to buy an ROG Ally. And there's a lot of uh, fanaticism and just excessiveness overall when it comes to both camps. You know, I, I personally believe that these two devices are more than capable of you know coexisting you know it's kind of like if you're into wrestling you probably have heard this saying can they coexist you know when you think about the mega powers of like randy macho man savage and you know uh the the one and only hulk hogan so in this instance it really is an instance of like you know people wondering can the rog ally and the steam deck coexist and they were actually what's funny about that is they were doing that with not only the steam deck but also the Nintendo Switch back, you know, a year ago. Can they coexist? And I'm here to say, yes, they can. So, yeah, we're going to dive into all that more in this episode of Decked Up. And hopefully if you guys are watching and you enjoy the show, you know, on YouTube, you'll like, you share, your comment, subscribe, all the stuff that YouTube wants. And if you're listening to it on audio format on Spotify, Apple Podcasts, Amazon Music, or any of the other outlets, you definitely will follow the show, like it, leave a rating, and tell us what you think. So let's go ahead and dive into the differences between the ROG Ally and the Steam Deck. Now, I'll say this. Off the top, the build quality between the two devices, they're both made of plastic, but this does feel, to me, a bit more premium. It's a harder plastic. It's a smaller form factor in comparison to the Steam Deck. And I have the JSOX mod case on my Steam Deck. I'm going to be doing a video on this shortly. But, you know, build quality overall, this is a lot smaller than the Steam Deck. You know, it's in my opinion, it's more palmable, more, you know, I have big hands, but it fits comfortably in my hands. Like, I don't feel like I'm ever you know, at a disadvantage using that. Although I do have to admit that I've had to readjust to it having the offset sticks because whenever I go back to the Steam Deck, as you guys know, it has the standard stick layout of, you know, everything's up top, which, you know, at first that was something I had to get a little used to, but, you know, it works. So I feel like the ROG Ally personally is the more comfortable of the two. And uh, just because I feel like I have more of my palms, you know, 
I know the Steam Deck has the grips on the back, but unfortunately, you know, this one has a smaller one. And the <laughs> the function buttons that you have here, they're not the best. I do prefer the four button back paddles that the Steam Deck has overall, but I'm fine with what we get with the ROG Ally. You know, one other thing I want to mention about the Asus ROG Ally is I love the fingerprint sensor. So if I were to like try and unlock it and just leave my finger there, it's going to read it. And I just like how quick and easy it is. Yeah, it actually did go in. <laughs> it just, there's the issues with the Armour Fate SC sometimes conflicting with Windows. So you got to deal with that. I will say that another difference between the two of these is the fact that when it comes to suspending, the Steam Deck, when you suspend the game, it freezes everything right then and there. And then you can just go back into it when you want to. It, similar to what it would be if you were to do a suspend on the Nintendo Switch, whereas with this, it doesn't fully suspend the game, and so the game will still be running regardless. So that is one thing I do feel like the Steam Deck does better than the ROG Ally, and I kind of wish there was some similar functionality to that suspend, like complete suspending that you have on the Steam Deck and the Switch on this. So do keep that in mind as well. You know, the other thing is that this has two fans, whereas the Steam Deck has only one fan. And because this has two fans, this, I know there have been reports from people, I've seen Reddit threads and videos where people are saying like their ROG Ally has been heating up. I've not had that experience at all. And I wasn't sent an ROG Ally from ASUS. I actually bought this with my own money. And this right here, I've never heard the fans get loud. I've never felt the ROG Ally itself ever get excessively hot at all. I mean, it's usually cool to the touch, except for you touch here. It's like mildly warm. But, you know, in comparison to the Steam Deck, when you really play a AAA game, if it, if, and that's another thing, if it can run it, the Steam Deck, you'll hear those that fan kick in because it only has one fan. So, yeah. Uh, I got the, the original fan. And so when it kicks in, you hear it. It's loud. The device can get really hot. So if I'm playing like Hogwarts Legacy, don't cancel me over that. But if I play Hogwarts Legacy on the Steam Deck, the Steam Deck gets really hot. And sometimes it can get so hot that it starts to shut itself down. And that presents a problem. And when I play Hogwarts Legacy on this, I don't get any issues whatsoever. Like I said, I don't hear the fan. I don't have any of the performance issues and I don't have to deal with it like soft locking and rebooting itself. And that's something else. I want to talk about the performance differences between the two operating systems being SteamOS and Windows 11 Home. Now, I like SteamOS. I'm never going to be someone that's going to be like SteamOS isn't good or it's, you know, it's crappy or whatever have you because I think it is a great OS. I think for us being able to have this as close to a switch or a console like experience, I think it does really good. There are limitations when you want to do stuff outside of steam, like, you know, side loading different launchers or emulation, you know, that is a bit of a workaround that comes with having to deal with a purely Linux based device. But for what it can do, it's perfectly fine. Now, having full-on Windows means that I don't have to ever really wonder if a game can run. I can, as the marketing has said, 
play all your games. So if I want to play Xbox Game Pass games by either streaming or downloading them, I can do that with this. I can't do that at all with the Steam Deck. And if I want to be able to, you know, put Blizzard on here, you know, the, the Blizzard app, then I can play, you know, Diablo, Call of Duty. I can play StarCraft if I want to, if I got like a mouse and keyboard set up. If, you know, you can somewhat do that with this too, but there are a lot of limitations, a lot of workarounds. You have to, you know, make sure you got the right protons and, you know, that holds, and, you know, that goes into a whole nother topic. We'll dive into that a little bit later. But uh, with these, the ROG Ally, I was about to say the Steam Deck too. The ROG Ally, I can play you know all of my games off of my Blizzard account. I can or my Battle.net account. I can play everything off of you know you know the uh, Ubisoft Connect. Everything off of EA Origin. I can play pretty much anything. You know if there's games I want to emulate or if there's different you know uh, launchers. I don't have any issues whatsoever putting it on the ROG Ally and playing it, whereas there's all the workarounds that I have to do if I want to get them on the Steam Deck, and that is due to the limitation of Steam OS and it being Linux. This being Windows means that I don't have any of those issues whatsoever. I can literally just install the launchers and that's it. And then because it has Armory Create SE, I can add those launchers and the games to the Armory Create SC launcher or overface or, you know, interface that they're trying to do is somewhat similar to CMOS, but nowhere near as good. I can do that. So they both have their plus and minuses. Emulation, I feel like the, if you're going for, you know, the MU deck, MU deck runs pretty good on this Steam deck. There are still things that you have to worry about and work around, you know, such as making sure you got the BIOSes and then, you know, the file formats. You do have to do a lot of tinkering with that. But for the most part, it when you get it set up, it pretty much runs flawlessly. Whereas with this, the only way you're going to get MU deck on your ROG Ally is you're going to need to go and download it from their Patreon. So when you pay for Patreon, you can get an experimental version for Windows that is tailored for the ROG Ally or whichever device that you have. Because there's other like Ioneo Geek and uh, Ioneo, you know, Air Pro and the two and all the other stuff and the AOK Zoe. All that stuff will be you know available on the Patreon, but they don't run anywhere near as smoothly as it does on the Steam Deck. And that's just something you're going to have to deal with. Although I do think emulation as a whole is better on the ROG Ally, and that's more so you're going to need to get something like Big Box or uh, Launch Box. And, you know, they got paid tiers and, you know, there's like a licensing for yearly and there's like the licensing for a lifetime. There's the free version. Or you can just go ahead and download the various, you know, emulators yourself and install them and add them to Armory Create SE and go from there. You know, that that's another option. You don't have to really pay for Emu Deck. And I know we're just so used to Emu Deck if you're coming from the Steam Deck, but you do have better methods of emulating on the ROG Ally. Another thing with that is with the ROG Ally, 
almost everything can run. I, I want to say that if you're doing PlayStation 3 emulation, Xbox 360 emulation, and on back, you're not going to run into any issues that you would run into on the Steam Deck. And the Steam Deck can run a lot of PS3 and some 360 games, but there are going to be limitations in performance. Even original Xbox games kind of struggle with this, whereas they run pretty flawlessly. Now, the other thing would be you're probably interested if, in uh, Switch emulation, because that was a really big thing for the last year if you got a Steam Deck, was emulating Nintendo Switch games. And, you know, for the most part, a lot of the games for Switch will run on here. Like, you can get Breath of the Wild running. You can somewhat get uh, Tears of the Kingdom running. I believe they've gotten it better to run on the deck. And then there's a lot of other games that just do have issues, like Bayonetta 3 has issues running, and then Triangle Strategy has some issues also with running, and then Zoneblade Chronicles 3 kind of runs on the deck. Whereas if you were to put, you know, Ryujinx or two emulators for the Nintendo Switch that run pretty flawlessly on the ROG Ally with absolutely no issues. I mean, once you get your settings and everything running properly, it's fine, you know. And so that's another thing. So if you're looking to do uh, Nintendo Switch emulation, then I would probably say it's overall going to be a much better experience on the ROG Ally as opposed to the Steam Deck. Now, as far as the buttons and sticks go, you know, and I'm gonna cycle back to software and all of that. I'm just, this is everything off the top of my head. But uh, I wanna also talk about the differences when it comes to the sticks. So you've got pretty much more travel on the ROG Allies analog sticks than you do on the Steam Deck. And the other thing with that too is you also have less input latency, like by a large gap on the ROG Ally as opposed to the Steam Deck. The Steam Deck does have higher input latency, which to the casual user, you probably won't notice that. But for someone who's like looking for like super in-depth, like, you know, information on that you know there are other people who have done better videos so gamer heaven is one i can think of off the top of my head he did a super in-depth like comparison of the analog sticks so go check that out but yeah there's substantially less input latency and lag on the rg ally as opposed to the steam deck now i will say when it comes to the buttons these do feel more uh xbox like i would say uh more plasticky you know they're definitely more clicky than what the steam deck is and i know people have stated that they've had issues with the rog allies uh, button sticking i've never personally ran into that myself i run into that frequently with my steam deck where the buttons will just stick and i can't do anything at all so you know other than like waiting for it to unstick itself so i've i've definitely run into that issue more often than i care to admit but that's something that i've dealt with when it came to you know the differences of these two like i i like the buttons on this the only time i don't really like them is when my toddler's sleeping and so like when i'm button mashing on a game they're very audible on the rog ally whereas they're not on the steam deck or not to the same extent now, the other big difference is the triggers. So the triggers are really good on the ROG Ally, and I personally prefer them. They feel way better, like the travel is a lot better, and it's a lot more customizable. So if you want to put different things, you know, like if you go to the Armory Crate, you can uh, really reconfigure how it 
functions, you know, how much of a input latency, because I believe they have Hall Effect triggers on this, which is interesting because they could have put it in the sticks, but they didn't. Although you can buy replacement sticks if you want. But um, yeah, it's got the customization for the trigger, the the paddles, well, not the paddles, but, you know, the, um, the bumpers and the triggers, which feel really good. Or it's like the Steam Decks aren't bad either, but I prefer the feel and the customization on the ROG Ally as opposed to the Steam Deck. But the Steam Deck's uh, bumpers and triggers are also very good. They're just not as good as this one. Um, the other thing, too, I guess we can talk about is the paddles. They both have paddles. Steam Deck has four, whereas the ROG Ally has two. And... I prefer the paddles on the Steam Deck because they feel a lot more natural to me. Like if I'm holding it like this, then these fingers are comfortably resting and I can just activate them as I need. And, you know, they don't accidentally take into effect. Whereas on the ROG Ally, when I hold my hands like this, sometimes I'll accidentally press these and it gets really annoying. I, I really don't like how they are on that. And I think that could have been done better. You know, possibly even emulating what's on this, the Rikiri Pro, which I still need to do a video on this, and so many projects I'm working on it at the moment. But the Rikiri Pro, I feel like, has better paddles. And even though I don't think these paddles are great, they're, they're still good for what they are. Um, and the other thing, too, I want to compare between the ROG Ally and the Steam Deck is the... The D-pad. So initially, I didn't think I was going to like the D-pad on the ROG Ally because it's this shape and it kind of reminds me of more so the Xbox 360 D-pad than the Xbox Series X and Series S D-pads. So I just thought it was going to be absolutely terrible for, for fighting games. And I thought the D-pad on the Steam Deck would be overall the better between the two. Now... I'll talk about the D-pad on the Steam Deck. So this D-pad, it, it's not bad, all right? I, travel is okay. I've been able to play fighting games. So like you guys know, I like to play a lot of King of Fighters, Street Fighter, Tekken, Virtua Fighter. And so the D-pad on this has been serviceable. Not great. It's not the best I've ever used, but it's been fairly you know, serviceable for what I need. Sometimes I can't get like my record chain punches for Kyokusanagi and KOF to work properly, but you know, I make do with what I have. I will say that, you know, for platforms and whatnot, the D-pad is absolutely fine. I, I love it. It does everything I need to do. And, you know, it's just fighting games where it's, it's kind of hit or miss, but it's a serviceable D-pad. I will say, the D-pad on the ROG Ally, to me, is goaded. I absolutely love this. This is absolutely fantastic for doing fighting games, for playing platformers, for playing, you know, old school horror games. Like, I like to play a lot of, you know, Silent Hill 1, 2, 3, even 4. The more recent ones I don't really touch. And then Classic Resident Evil, Galarians, you know, uh, Countdown Vampires and all that. Like... For those type of games, including, you know, Parasite Eve and such, this is a perfect D-pad. For fighting games, absolutely flawless D-pad. It's better... The, the only D-pad I would say that's probably close to this is the Switch and Lights D-pad. But this, so far, has been absolutely fantastic, and I love it. Now, the other thing a lot of people like to bring up 
between the Steam Deck and the ROG Ally is the touchpads. And, you know, maneuvering around without having touchpads on a Windows device, <sighs> I'm of the camp where I didn't really use the touchpads a whole lot. The only time I really utilized the touchpads on my Steam Deck was when I would go into desktop mode, which was probably the bulk of when I first got the device. You know, for the, like the first couple months, I was constantly tinkering like, hey, I can do this. I can do that. I can make these tutorials, all this other stuff. And, you know, I utilized them heavily. But then it kind of got to a point where towards the later half of 2022 and for the bulk of this year, I'm mainly just using this game and I'm hardly ever going into desktop mode. So, you know, I didn't have a big need to use the touchpads. And so going over to using the ROG Ally, because it is fully Windows-based, you maneuver your cursor with the right analog pad. And sometimes it's way too sensitive, but it's not to the point where it's like you can't navigate using the analog sticks. It just isn't, I guess you could say, as intuitive as it could or should be. And it's one of the few situations where I feel like the touchpad probably would have been a good inclusion to include on such a device. But then when you look at all the Windows devices that are out there, they're in this form factor from the various Chinese companies and they don't have it either. So in a way, why would this? But I do think that this could have benefited from, you know, having touchpads. Now, the other thing I kind of want to touch on is how responsive the touch screens are between the two. Now, I don't have a screen protector on this. I, I think dbrand is the only one that has one that kind of fits, but then it does still leave room where it's not fully covered. And then there's kind of in this one, I have a screen protector on, which is perfectly fitted and you can barely tell that it's on. So touch uh, the big thing with the Steam Deck for the, the longest point of contention for a lot of people was how inaccurate the, you know, on-screen keyboard was like it wasn't super intuitive. It didn't respond to your touches that well. I've never had that issue with this whatsoever, maybe because I'm used to coming from touchscreen laptops and also from having a service when I used to work for Microsoft. I didn't have that issue with this whatsoever. So the touchscreen interface, even if I'm just navigating around Windows with touch, and I know Windows 11 and 8, 8.1, 10, you know, haven't been the greatest when it comes to using a touch interface, but this is probably the best that I've used so far. Plus it has a gesture control, gesture, gesture control. So three finger swipe ups, two finger swipe ups and such like that moving around. It's really not bad. And then when you, if you're using the analog sticks to move around, you can use the right bumper to select whatever it is you're going to do. And then the, you know, that functions as the left click and then the right click will be the back right trigger. And so, you know, maneuvering about Windows 11 isn't that painful. Now, another thing I want to talk about is the difference in, you know, going back to the different OS, Steam OS, as well as going with Windows 11 Home and how 
there's I've seen so many videos where people are talking about the issues that they've had with the ROG Ally. There's a lot of people talking about their returning theirs. A lot of people talking about the performance issues because they got to constantly do updates left and right. And when I hear these kind of complaints, I'm kind of wondering, are you new to Windows? Have you never used a Windows device before? Are you such a Linux fanboy and Steam Deck fanboy or fangirl or fan person that you just can't stop comparing it? You know, it's one of those things where it's it's really weird. I'm used to Windows, you know. I've got over a decade plus in IT, setting up, you know, Windows devices for new locations, doing remote desktop work, you know, all that stuff. So Windows is second nature to me. Like I, I can use every platform that's out, any of the Linux variations, Chrome OS, Mac OS, you know, Steam, Steam OS being a Linux variation, you know, Windows, etc. I can use it all. But I've never had an issue with it. I knew going into this, when I got it and got it out of the box, I knew that this was going to be something that I need to run updates on. I need to run my Windows updates. I need to run my my Asus app updates. I need to run the Armory Crate updates because I've had years, decades of experience with Windows. And I previously had a Asus gaming laptop, which I had to do all that with it. So I was used to it, you know. And with the Steam Deck, you pretty much have the, you know, experimental mode where they got the, you know, the early access to the upcoming features and you've got stable and, you know, it's technically three categories you can go in, but those are the two that people are primarily going to use. So you get one update that happens every so many weeks or every so many months and it's got all these updates in it and you just run that, it restarts itself and then you go from there which is very similar to a console-like experience. So you would expect something like that if you're coming from the Switch. So, you know, that's another comparison. So the Switch does something similar. PlayStation does the same thing as does the Xbox. So you get that one update and then you're fine. You don't have to really worry about doing updates on anything else. Maybe your emulators and such or your apps if you go to the desktop mode. And then you can, you know, go from there and, and, and do your updates within the My Discovery. But for the most part, this is one update and you're fine. You can get back into your games and, and whatever else you want to do with it and you're fine. So the difference with the ROG Ally is, like I said, you have three different things you have to check updates for. You have to check for updates in the Armory Create SE. You have to check updates on the MyAsus app. You also have to check updates for Windows. And for a lot of people, that's a deal breaker or something they weren't expecting. And for people like that, I really want to ask you, did you not do your research? And I know there's a video from a guy who's like really upset that people... I've said, like, it's on you to do your research for this device, and it's very true. It is. If you're going to spend $700 on a device or any product, you should do your research. That means watching YouTube videos. That means, you know, looking up the spec sheet on the company's website and just doing your due diligence because that's not easy money to just throw away like that unless you got disposable income like that. But I'm not really understanding why people have had all these issues with windows and i understand there are people like oh i'm just going to install chrome on, or not chrome uh, uh, steam os on it okay fine didn't do that but 
you know, for what it is, I'm like, I, I expect that from it. You know, I expected to have to deal with all these updates. Whereas a Steam Deck, you get it out of the box, you do an update, you sign into your Steam account, start downloading your games, and you can go from there. This is going to take longer. It took me legitimately two hours to get mine set up because I had to do all the cumulative updates, you know, the BIOS updates and all the other stuff out of the box. So it's gotten better for a lot of people going forward, but it is still something that I think a lot of people still have issues with overall but uh, you know i it's a no and like not really an issue it's a non-issue to me but it's something i see a lot of people complain about is all the updates you got to do you have a fucking windows computer in your hand what do you expect come on now <laughs> just like let's get real this this is exactly what this is um and then other thing too, they both have support for micro SD cards. So you can put up to a two terabyte micro SD in both the Steam Deck and the RG Ally. Although the only available top tier, top in, not top tier, but top in micro SD card you can buy is a 1.5 terabyte, even though those are super expensive. And you can usually get like a terabyte micro SD card for about 100, 100 to like 150, sometimes $200 if you want the highest end, highest spec one. But uh, make sure you get uh, the micro SD cards there, A2, uh, just for the faster read and write speeds. And the other thing, too, the reader, the micro SD card reader on the RG Ally is also faster than the one that's on the Steam Deck. So keep that in mind as well. But um, other than that, I mean, other than form factor, uh, I they're both great devices. I mean, they both have a button for like doing modifications for like your your thermal settings and you know per game profiles. They both have buttons specifically for that. Buttons for launching Steam, you know, the Steam menu or the Armory Crate menu, and both can be connected to lap docks to be used as personal computers. You know, I've done that when this was my only device connected to a lap dock. And, you know, when my desktop and laptop were out for servicing, I use this as my fully featured computer for editing videos, photo editing. It was kind of painful, but I was able to make it work. And then I can do the same thing with this. If I get the, um, the uh, external graphics card, I can literally use this as my main device, which I do plan to get that because I want this to be for my dual PC setup. You know, I don't want to stream from my gaming PC. I want to be able to stream straight from this, you know, or not stream, but, you know, play run into the capture card and then I can play my games at higher settings. So that's what I want to do with this. That's something I personally like. And that's something else to dive into amongst many things I've dived into in this video, uh, podcast, etc., or both technically is the performance difference between the two. So uh, this comes with a 45 watt charger, 65 watt charger. This can has three different power profiles. So you got your silent performance and then you have turbo and then you've got pretty much whatever you can customize, you know, your TDP settings to be at and you can increase your wattage and all that. So games run for the most part across the board better on the ROG Ally, in my personal experience, than they do on the Steam Deck. And that's just because you got newer hardware, more powerful hardware. So, I mean, it's to be expected, honestly. I just have found this to 
run everything a lot better. So as an example, I have um, AEW Fight Forever. It runs out of the box. Once I installed it and just ran it, it runs really good on the ROG Ally, whereas on the Steam Deck, it struggles even at low settings. And this is not a big AAA game. This is pretty much a indie game that is a retooled, re-asset, updated version of WWF No Mercy from the Nintendo 64. That struggles to run on here, for the most part. I mean, you can get it after some tinkering, you can get it to run pretty well, but out of the box, it runs great. Plus, you also have to deal with the fact anti-cheat is in that game, and probably de novo. And so... The Steam Deck doesn't work that well with anti-cheat. You'd have to get different, um, you know, uh, protons that can allow you to work around anti-cheat. So trying to play online with this might not be the best option, whereas with this, absolutely no issues. And that's the other thing, too. Um, when you plug this into a power source, you do get access to a turbo mode, which it automatically goes to. So a lot of games just run substantially better. So... Um, you know, uh, Cyberpunk 2077, Call of Duty run perfect, well, not perfect, but they run great on it. Like Call of Duty on this, Modern Warfare 2, it blows my mind that I can actually play that on this device and I can get up to the 120 frames at 1080p, you know, both with and without using the additional power mode of Turbo when I connect it in. It's crazy. And then being able to connect it to an external GPU to get even higher performance blows my mind. So that gives us more of a modular future proofing that the Steam Deck doesn't have. And I feel like as time goes on, as more titles come out, we're going to run into more and more issues that eventually the Steam Deck is just not going to be able to run a lot of the games that are going to be coming out over time. And we're going to hit that wall, which is why I think a Steam Deck 2 is probably another two years or so out because they're going to need to update the hardware to be able to keep that running with the games that are coming out. Whereas this, I can see this going for another five, you know, four to five years of being able to run the latest games, even if it's at mid to lower settings. But when you get the external GPU, you're still you're not going to run into that issue because you can connect a 4090 to this and you know, you're fine. <laughs> you know? So there's a lot more future proofing that comes with the ROG ally than with the steam deck. But if you're someone who's casual, who just wants to get in and, and start playing your games and you don't want to do a lot of tinkering, that is where I would say the steam deck is probably the better bet of a device for you to, um, you know, to pick up and start playing, you know, this is out of the box, charge it, Log in, do the update, download your game, start playing it. This one is more of an enthusiast device. You're willing to get to a point where you you know you don't mind having to do all the additional things that you can do with Windows, then this is the better buy. But as far as which device should you buy, it really comes down to you. You know, I, I'm not one of these people that's like, oh, you should buy this, you should buy that. I think we're in a state where we have so much choice between these two, you know, the consoles, the hybrid devices like the Nintendo Switch, you know, you have options. And the best thing is having options. You know, this having the 1080p screen versus a 800p screen, also having 120 hertz refresh rate versus 60 hertz. 
that's a big thing too. And, and I, yeah, that's another thing I want to dive into. The screen on this is absolutely gorgeous. This blows me away when I play a game on this as compared to the Steam Deck. Now, it's not as vibrant as the Nintendo Switch OLED, but this is still a beautiful screen, and you can customize the viewing preferences to be very, very different. And it just allows you to have all the customization that you need. You know, and it looks really good. Whereas with this, it's 800p screen. Most of the games you're going to play are going to be running 720p as it is. And, you know, 30 frames at the bare standard, which isn't a bad thing. I mean, nothing wrong with 30 frames per second, but I prefer 60 or you can do the golden 40. But they're, you know, the games look good, but they're not looking as good as they are on the ROG Ally. But nonetheless, that's cool too. The the battery life is something else. A lot of people I see a lot of complaints about. People say that the battery life on the RG Ally is really terrible, and it's the worst thing. It's the biggest thing they're complaining about is like, oh, you can't really take this to travel and play your games for a long time or anything like that. But you can with the Steam Deck, really. I mean, you've got a smaller battery life on this, and. AAA games you're not going to be playing for long, which is why you need something like the mod case or any of these other devices that allow you to snap on the battery case. So my thing with that, and I, I want to dive into it because a lot of people really compare the battery and they say this is the worst thing about it. So I ask you this. When you have a gaming laptop, do, do you expect your gaming laptop when it's not plugged in to last you a long time? Because from my years of experience, decades of experience with gaming laptops, they typically last you about an hour to an hour and a half or slightly more, maybe two hours, depending on the type of game you're playing. You know, because it's powering everything. The graphics card, the CPU is powering, you know, all the internals, the screen, you know, also the USB ports. So you wouldn't expect a gaming laptop to last long. Why would you expect this to last anywhere long as long? And if you're going to get this, you probably already have a battery pack or you're in a place where you can be near a wall outlet. The only time I can see a major complaint would be like if I'm on an airplane, you know, and I, I don't have access to, you know, being able to charge my device right then and there. You know, unless you're playing, you're flying first class, that's probably the, the biggest difference. But, you know, the battery life to me isn't that big of a deal. And especially when people keep comparing it to the Steam Deck, I feel like they're also doing a disservice because they're not really touching on the fact that they're not one to one. 800p screen with 60 hertz, 120 hertz screen with VRR. And this is a 1080p screen. So there's a difference there. Yeah, there's a bigger battery in the ROG Ally than the Steam Deck, but you also had to factor in that this right here, higher resolution screen, variable refresh rate, and higher refresh rate over an 800p screen with 60 hertz as its top input. So are we forgetting that these are different screens with different tech behind them? I, I feel like people are forgetting that. So, of course, this is going to have less battery life. It needs to pull more power to power that screen. If you tamper with your power profiles and TV settings and such, you can probably get similar battery life to the Steam Deck. But I don't understand why that's an issue, you know? 
I feel like anyone who's buying these devices should know what they're getting into. And then when I see people compare the battery life of the ROG Ally to the Nintendo Switch, I'm further befuddled by that because I don't understand why we're comparing that. And it's almost like people forget that when the Switch first came out, it didn't have great battery life at all. If you played, you know, Breath of the Wild on the original Nintendo Switch, the V1, that died within an hour and a half. That's how bad that battery life was. It wasn't in any way, shape, or form good. You know, even with AA games and indie games, you probably got like three hours tops, maybe three and a half or four hours. It was not great. It wasn't until the V2 and then subsequently with the OLED that the battery life became exceptional. Even the Switch Lite is slightly better than the original V1 Nintendo Switch. So when people... It's like people forget that, and I'm not sure if that's intentional or not, but yeah, the battery lives are not comparable. You got a full function Windows device, and you've got Nintendo's device. They're not the same. They're not alike. So I don't know why we're comparing these two batteries. They're not the same. If you're going to travel and go somewhere and you don't want to worry about having to plug it in, yeah, the Switch LED, the V2, or the Switch Lite are going to be what you're going to go with. This, you probably need to have a battery backup or you need to be, you know, somewhere where you can plug it in. I don't understand why that's an issue. I That's just something I'm, I'm just not getting. But all that being said, um, between the Steam Deck and the ROG Ally. Both are phenomenal devices. They both can coexist and they both do some things better than the other, but they're both great devices. So whether you pick the Steam Deck, you pick the Asus ROG Ally, or you get the Switch or you get any other platform, you know, so long as you can play the games that you want to play, that's really all that matters. Now, the last thing I do want to touch on is accessories because people have complained to high hell about the lack of accessories for the ROG Ally. That's odd to me because this came out with substantially more accessories than the Steam Deck. And this is also something where I feel like people are forgetting a year ago that this came with nothing. If you bought this from Valve, from Steam's website, all you got was this, the case, and, you know, depending on which one you got, you got probably got the premium case, or you got the anti-edge screen that comes with it, and you got the power adapter. That was it. You didn't get anything else. There was no dock available until the end of last year. There was, you know, from them. All the other accessories you wanted to get for the Steam Deck came from third-party companies, like JSOX, like... Um, you know, any of these other companies, I can't think of the names because they're not memorable. It didn't have accessories. They, the third party market had to get in there and they had time to make accessories for it because the device was announced I, literally half a year before it even came out back in 2021. So they had time to work on accessories and stuff like that. This, the ROG Ally was announced on April Fool's Day, which a lot of Steam Deck creators were made fools of for making those stupid videos about, hey, you know, this is a joke, and da 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 and then they had to eat crow. But 
This was announced April 1st and it released two months later on June 13th. So that wasn't a lot of time for companies to make accessories for this. But this came out. Not only could you buy the Rikiri Pro, right? Which pairs effortlessly with this, but it's not the greatest controller. But that was an option for $169. There are the Cetra wireless earbuds. They're two different. There's a black one and a silver or a white one, white and silver one that you can buy for a hundred bucks. If you want wireless earbuds, there are headphones. They're specifically, you know, for the ROG brand as a whole that pair effortlessly with these that you could buy. There's a case you could buy. There was a dock that also, you know, it's a charge 65 watt wireless or 65 watt charger that also doubles as a dock that you could buy for like 60, 50, 60 bucks. So there are accessories that came from Asus that you didn't get any of that from the, the steam deck from Valve. which so when people talk about the lack of accessories, I'm like, wait, you want skins and all these other shit? Like wait for the third parties to make them. You know, when it comes to screen protectors, a lot of companies tried to jump in, but they didn't get the dimensions right. So you have a lot of, you know, the cheaper ones on Amazon that you can't really buy that perfectly fit on this. So you got to go through dbrand or, you know, some companies are actually revising the ones that they have on Amazon, but there are options there. I mean, there's also like deck you know, uh, from Siri, he, he makes the, uh, the now it's called the ally mate that you can put on here. So if you have the deck mate on your steam deck, now you've got one that works here. I need to hit them up to get one of those to do a video on it. So, I mean, that's an option as well. So, and not only that, but almost every accessory that you bought or you got for the steam deck works with the ROG ally. So I don't understand the, the conversation of there are not a lot of accessories for the ally when there are plenty of accessories. There are more accessories and things you can use from, you know, cases and, you know, docks. I don't understand what that complaint is. So it's very weird. That was a very weird complaint. But all in all, great device. Absolutely love it. I think it's one of the best gaming devices to come out. And it's really going to propel competition to start, you know, because like I said in previous podcast episodes and videos, the other companies, you know, Razer's working on their own competitor to this, as is, um, you know, uh, Acer and all these other gaming companies. Y'all forgot that Alienware was working on something similar to this. They, you know, they're all working on stuff. So this is just this, the Steam Deck legitimately started this whole trend. Even though it wasn't the first to do it. It made a consumer product that everyone wants to get in on. And so it's got it to where people are, you know, wanting to dive in. So thank you, Steam Deck. Thank you, Val. Thank you, Lord Gaiman, for creating a device that has essentially created a new mainstream market. One is always there, but this made it mainstream. And this right here is the next step in that alongside all the stuff the Chinese companies have been making, but this is the next official step that you can just walk in a Best Buy and walk out with one of these. And then we're going to get 
more to come out. I know there's a cheaper variation. I don't recommend if you can spend the extra hundred dollars, get this one, the Z1 Extreme version. But you know, you're gonna see competitors coming out. Some are gonna come at cheaper prices, and they're probably gonna be available at Best Buy as well, which is great. Having it in brick and mortar stores does a lot to get people purchasing more rapidly than just having it on a online distribution. So all that being said, between the Steam Deck, rather, between the Steam Deck, ROG Ally, like I said, both are great devices, really comes down to you and what you're using. I'm going to keep both because there are certain things that I just prefer the Steam Deck for, certain things I just prefer the ROG Ally for, but they both have a place in my gaming setup. Now, all that being said, that's this episode of Decked Up. I really want to do that type of deep dive comparison between the Steam Deck and the ROG Ally, but I really want to know what you guys think. Do you have one or the other? Do you prefer one or the other? Whatever your thoughts are, why don't you let me know in the comment section down below. And if you're looking to pick up either one, I'll include links. I don't have affiliate links for the Steam Deck, so you can just pick that up and get it. But I do have for the RG Allies, so if you want to get that, I'll have links down there. And uh, if you want to get any accessories, docks, cases, or, you know, softwares, if you want to buy games for cheap, I'll have links for all that down there, too. So all that being said, thank you guys for coming through. If you enjoyed this episode, if you're watching in video format, like the video, sub to the channel if you haven't already, the notification bell that we can stay up to date on all the content that comes on this channel. And if you're listening to this in audio format on Spotify, Apple Podcasts, Amazon Music, Google Podcasts, whatever you're listening to your favorite podcasts on, make sure you follow the show, leave a rating, and let us know what you think overall. And with that being said, I'm signing out. I hope you guys have a great and aloha rest of your day. Stay safe, be blessed, and I'll see you around. Peace.